Do Good Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to the Do Good Charlotte podcast on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we're going to meet the Chief Executive Officer of Pop-Up Mentor. Pop-Up Mentor is an organization that is transforming how women seek and obtain mentorship. And we'll inspire you to do good, Charlotte, by the various ways you can get involved with Pop-Up Mentor. Stacey Cassio, welcome to Do Good, Charlotte. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Pamela. We are excited excited. to have you. And let's first talk about your organization. Because like I said, normally on Do Good, Charlotte, people are used to hearing us talk with nonprofits. But your organization is a membership-based organization. So tell me, nuts and bolts, how does it work? Yeah, so our organization actually gives women access to the most successful female leaders and executives in our city by putting them on the stage and giving them the microphone and an engaged audience. And it's a community where all the women come together and learn from one another and grow together, holding each other accountable for their growth and their development. It's really been so awesome to watch evolve. Um, It's just a fantastic organization. So Charlotte is a cool place, I think. I I was just saying to you earlier that I've I've been here about six years. How long have you been here? And um, why is it great to do the work that you're doing in Charlotte? I love Charlotte. So my husband and I moved here from New York about 15 years ago. And at that point, it was really difficult to get plugged into a social network in Charlotte I got good at being the right hand to the CEO or a startup, and it became comfortable being an employee. So as I was trying to advance my career, I had some difficulty finding a network to plug into and grow. Um, And I think that's kind of part of what started Pop-Up Mentor was giving people access and exposure, uh, especially all the new folks that are coming into Charlotte every day. Yeah, we're definitely a a rapidly growing city, and I'm always impressed by the new people that I'm meeting and all the cool stuff that they're doing, and um, like I said, with the Queen City Podcast Network, we're all about the community and and learning about what's going on in our community, so that's why I'm excited that you're here, but talk first about your inspiration, because uh, like you said, you were living in New York, but you're originally from the Midwest, so tell me how you know that mentorship is important because of your experience in New York. Yeah, mentorship transformed my career. So I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I had three significant mentors very early on in my career who each tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, you will be great at this. And they were right. I was. But it wasn't until I started to have some bad managers that I realized "Boy, that was luck. I got so lucky to have people that were looking after me. And that doesn't always happen naturally. So um, because they opened those doors for me, I realized how important mentorship could be. They gave me opportunities that I didn't even know I was ready for. And they really sparked this whole interest in mentorship. And mentorship to me is bigger than 
your family or friends because it's someone who is looking out for your body of work and knows the kind of professional you are. So they're endorsing your work, which is so different from the people who are supporting us as an individual. So I just found great mentors in my career and realized it's not happening naturally for a lot of women, especially if they don't have access to mentorship within their organizations. So talk about that. So you were saying that you didn't have access because you were in, I, I don't know exactly where you were working before and you don't necessarily have to share that, but you were working in a male-dominated office environment. And so especially when you're looking for a female mentor, someone who's gone through what you're, you've gone through, you, didn't, you weren't surrounded by any of them. Yeah, I definitely am very much a lifelong learner and I tend to mimic the skills of people as I see as, that are mentors. And at the time, I was working in a male-dominated industry. I was the head of engineering for a manufacturing company. And I led an all-male team. And the leadership of the organization was male. The industry, our customers were all men for the most part. And I was having a hard time uh, mimicking any of their leadership styles. So at that point, I was looking for a female mentor. I needed somebody strong and assertive and to show me kind of how to navigate that organization. Um, but what I found was that although the women of Charlotte are super generous and they're willing to like go above and beyond with their time, they have so much on their plates. They don't necessarily have the time to take on another relationship. And so mentorship is usually the first thing that will fall off of a woman's plate, especially if it isn't organized by her company or organization. Okay. So then how do we get here? How did you go from that to being like, oh, let's make this easy for them to be mentors? Oh, it's been such a journey. So it was a lot of trial and error. So basically, I set up a platform that I knew I could use. So in the beginning, uh, this was two years ago. So this would have been April of 2017. I set up mentor dinners. And the idea was to give these women the stage and invite anyone like myself that wanted to learn from them. And it's evolved a lot. What I realized is when we just keep learning from really successful women and learn from their story, sometimes that can be discouraging because there's so much, so many amazing women doing incredible things here in Charlotte. It's a little intimidating. It is. And we don't necessarily know the skills we don't have. And so you're hearing these stories and you're like, boy, I just don't measure up. Like, how can I do that? How can I have that career? And so we've added a lot of skill development and workshops and it wasn't until a CEO told me, you know, what you're doing for us is actually creating a safe place for women to learn from one another and practice these skills, which organizations can't do uh, in most cases. So it grew organically to, to change to just besides just dinners with really cool, interesting people into like, let's help you build the skills you need, or at least identify the skills that you're, you're looking for. It did. And it actually, the model of mentorship changed. So what I learned is there's six different types of mentors we need in our career to advance quickly. So we started to think about what, who those were. And for each woman, based on what your industry is or where you are, it's going to be someone different. And then we need to think about how do we evolve that relationship from a informal connection to a formal connection to a sponsor for our career, somebody who will hold the door open for us when we're ready to advance. Mm. So how do you do it? So what, what, what does it look like now, two years later, 
three years later, almost. Yeah, so it's super exciting. So the six women that, or it doesn't have to be women, but the six mentors you need in your career are somebody that is going to help you early in your career, an early stage mentor. And this happens either when we're new to a position or new to an organization. We need to learn how to be an employee in that situation. Then uh, look for somebody who has a similar leadership style or one you admire so that you can try to mimic their style, their communication, the way that they're influencing their team, um, all those things. And then the next two are industry specific. So think about a pioneer in your industry. Who is somebody who knows the history and the reason that we've had failure here, the reasons that we have changed, the reasons that we have grown? Um, And on the reverse side of that, you need a trendsetter. So you need somebody who's going to keep your skills fresh in your industry. They're usually the ones who know what's coming ahead and you can, they can help you get ahead of some of those curves. Um, And then you need a connector. We all need connectors. So these people are the ones who can connect us to new opportunities. Mm -hmm. They can connect us to new, um, for in your case, might be new interviews, might be new jobs, might be somebody that can advance your business. Um, So the last one, which I love, is you need somebody that's good for your soul. And just as I said before, it's not your friends or family. It's somebody that you have probably worked with in the past that knows you're an outstanding employee. They see, you know, what you've accomplished Mm -hmm. and they are just happy to endorse that whenever you're feeling a little bit discouraged. So how do you get the, how did you get this knowledge? How did you make, is it based on your own experience? Is it like, I don't know, are there mentorship like academies? Like where do you get this in the books? What did you, how did you establish those? I mean, when you say it, I'm like, yeah, okay, I've had that. I've had that. Nope, don't have that yet. You know, so I mean, it, it resonates, but I'm just curious, where did you develop that? Well, so what I was looking to do, um, it actually came from the women of Charlotte. What I was looking to do was create a place where, women could plug in and learn and grow and it wouldn't be it would be no strings attached no uh, extra relationship to your plate and so that's where I started to break it down because we're not going to have all of our answers in one particular mentor Uh, if you could have you know various mentors you're going to have a lot more success and to me mentorship is similar to networking except you're really going to it with the um, intention of learning. And that has been, so there are two pr- uh, founding principles of this whole mission. The first one is I've never met a woman I couldn't learn from. So as women, I started to notice we're always, especially when we're working with one another, competing or looking, feeling threatened by the women around us. When we look at uh, those around us, as they have something valuable I can learn from, it's a total game changer. It equalizes the playing field. All of a sudden, everybody around you has something you need to know, whether they're up or down or wherever they are in the organization. So that's been uh, the founding principle. And then the second one was that every woman deserves a stage, a microphone, and an audience. And that has been just transformative for the members in the organization. Yeah, that's not easy for everybody. No. And it's actually been a lot of fun because it's not easy for me either. And so, you know, I don't believe you as you're sitting here talking to me with a microphone. (laughs) I push myself to do these things. Um, So one of the things that I recently heard is instead of asking a woman what she uh, does for work, or this goes for everyone, actually, we should be asking, what do you want to be known for? And Mm, when I I started to think of what that answer is for me, 
I want to be known as someone who inspired others through her fearlessness. And speaking, you know, publicly, that terrifies me. Holding events where no one, you know, no, maybe no one will show. And in early on, in the early days, there were plenty of events where there was one person, you know, and just keep going. And I feel like uh, this is definitely my calling and this is my do good moment is that I want to leave this world better, especially Charlotte, better for having me in it for sure. Well, I can agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think that's part of the inspiration for why we we do this. Yeah. Um, But I think it's awesome that you're not only doing it, but you're, you're making a living off of it. So you've, you're figuring out. I'm figuring it out. how, How to do that. But tell me about what it's like to be a CEO. How, you know, I think your story alone, just who you are is inspirational. So to t- talk about that. Yeah, I think, um, so early on in my career, I worked for some really great small business owners and I was very much their right hand. Um, however, it, it taught me a ton of skills about, you know, when you own a company, you have to do the accounting, you have to, you, you have to be scrappy and resourceful. And I had no problem doing any of that while I was in those organizations. The one thing that I totally underestimated was how much pressure to deliver it is as an entrepreneur. And it can be incredibly lonely. I I totally underestimated how lonely it would be. Um, It's just, it's super exciting, but... I think the reason that I push myself uh, outside of my comfort zone is because if I didn't, I'd be paralyzed by fear. It's, mm-hmm. it's just every day is something new and different and pushing yourself outside that comfort zone. You're obviously in a successful story for your organization, but tell me about maybe some of the other women that you've helped. Oh, it's so cool to watch the growth that happens with the members. So last year, what we did at the end of the year, it was the, our first, this became my full-time gig last July. So it was our first like half year of having an actual program with membership. So at the end of the year, I wanted to invite all the mentors and all the members for the program year. And I asked the members to share what they learned in front of the members or the mentors. And so it was just, we had 12 women who wanted to share what they learned. And we had everything from businesses that were being launched, from side hustles that were being launched, books that were being written. We had um, some personal things that were going on in women's lives, a divorce, a marriage, like all kinds of just change. However, the celebration at the end of the year by we were all part of their story. Like we did it together and you took charge of your own life. It was really cool to watch the celebrations. And I can't wait to do it again this year because we've only gotten bigger. And just to see, you know, the impact that we're making together is really cool. Well, and I think it's interesting too, because it's when you become a member and you have some skin in the game, I I don't know. I I don't belong to a gym on purpose because I think if I belong to a gym, I I hate wasting money. I'm so cheap. And so like, if I'm, if I'm going to belong, I'm going to show up because that's my money. Um, So I'm guessing, does that work with your organization too? That you're like, look, if I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to be showing up and I'm going to, at a minimum, that's going to hold myself accountable. But you said you also hold them accountable. Yes. So it's been really interesting. The longer we're in business and the longer this goes, the more I'm learning about kind of the cycles of a woman's career. So mentorship becomes particularly, and networking become particularly important when we're at points of vulnerability in our professional lives. 
So we do see a lot of women, you know, they're they're getting ready for a change or they're needing some support. So I, I see women come and go, depending upon what's going on in their own lives, which is exactly the way the organization was intended. Um, the other thing that's different about us is we do six to eight events every single month. So the idea is create your own mentorship path. I was calling it mentorship a la carte. Like just figure out what you need this month, who you need to learn from, and they're there. Um, one of the cool kind of things, attributes of the program is that we pop up in a place of business for women all over Charlotte. So we had a lunch with the mayor. Like we've done really cool things and learned from some phenomenal women and then work behind the scenes to build the skills um, that women need in their careers. So um, I did I did see that picture on Instagram of you sitting behind Mayor Lyle's um, by Lyle's yeah. uh, desk. I thought that was super cool. So, so you do, you, you will go visit and that's the pop-up part of pop-up mentor is that you're not just always in one place. You're, you're going around. Exactly. And we want to support, you know, all of the cool launches and careers of women in Charlotte. So we also do like, we just went to recently a comedy session um, for a woman just to hear like her story. And then she got up and took the stage and was hilarious. And it was just a really good time for all of us um, to watch, to learn from her and then watch her, you know, own it, which was really cool to watch. That is super intimidating, I think. But that's awesome. That's awesome that you you provide that venue and it's almost like a safe place for everybody to do that. This is Pamela Escobar. You're listening to Do Good Charlotte Podcast. After the break, you'll hear about how you can get involved by being a mentor or hosting a pop-up mentor session. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili. And whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Admit it, staying informed is hard. There's so much information, it's hard to find content that speaks right to you. And local radio has left Charlotte behind. What if there was one place where you could find news, entertainment, sports, music, food, and comedy created in and all about the place you call home? This is the Charlotte Newsmakers Podcast. The Charlotte Podcast. This is John. And this is Miller. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte, the Yelp Charlotte Podcast. Welcome to Fun with Failure. This is your man, Colin Cole, and I'm bringing to you the Players Report. 
Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. All right, we're back with Prime After Prime. The Advent Coworking Podcast. 1K, the 1,000 second podcast. Another episode of Cheers, Charlotte. Thanks for being with us. My name's Brian LaFontaine. This is You May Have Seen. This is the Queen City Podcast Network. Powered by Ortho Carolina. Changing the way Charlotte listens. At queencitypodcastnetwork.com. So you've had some really cool people who were mentors um, or part of your organization. So you were saying the mayor, Representative Amla Adams, but not just politicians, right? Tell me some of the other people that have um, come and been mentors. It's, I think, one of my favorite events. Uh, we did an event on emerging leaders. So we asked uh, young women in Charlotte who are doing something really cool to share what they loved about Charlotte and what we needed to know about what they were doing. And that conversation to me was super cool for a few reasons. Uh, it was the first time many of them had ever taken the stage. So there's something about, and this happens no matter how experienced the mentor is, there's something about sharing your beginning, your rise, your lessons learned in a, a very non-threatening environment that just unites us. And almost every mentor after a session will say, wow, I didn't think I knew all that. Like, where did that come from? And it's super cool to watch. So um, so you have all different types of people. You, do you go and hunt them down or do they come to you? I, I did notice on the website there's a place where you can sign up if you want to do it. But how, how have you found them so far? So in the beginning, I was definitely hunting them down. It was a lot of begging, a lot of pleading. We had some, um, some really stalking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not afraid to beg at all. <laughs> um, so that that's how it started in the beginning. And then since it's grown, it's been a lot of members or women saying, I've learned so much from this woman. You need to bring her to the stage. And so that's actually uh, how the next few events um, were shaped is if somebody said, I learned so much and this woman is doing something so cool, more people need to hear her story. So it's really kind of word of mouth right now. And I've gotten lucky in that regard because events are a lot of work, especially at the volume that we're doing it. So we've had a lot of people make good recommendations. We've been fortunate in that regard. You said six to eight events a month. And so when you pay for a membership, are you have access to all those or do you have to pay a fee to go to the events or how does that work? Yeah, so the whole idea behind the program is I want female mentorship to be accessible to all women. And so no matter your budget, there are um, programs that are free for all members. There are some where there's dinner included. So there, uh, you know, you have to buy a ticket to those. Um, it basically ranges from free to about $50 a ticket. So you can kind of pick whatever you need, to, who you need to hear from, who, what skill you need to learn, um, and what your budget is for that month. And what's the advantage of being a member? So members get first access to all events, and that has been huge because they're filling up. Um, we have a big membership base now, and most events never become public because it's just full, uh, taken all, all the seats taken by members. So if I'm interested in just like dabbling, getting information, where should I go? So probably the best way to check us out um, would be in one of our social media accounts. So at Pink Mentor Network on Instagram, 
We have a Facebook group. Um, we also have a Facebook page. The group is uh, Pink Mentor Network, and then the page is Pop Up Mentor. And all events, regardless if they're sold out or not, are put onto the page. Uh, some wouldn't be available to just the public. But people can get a sense of like the benefits of, of doing all Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Yep. The other thing that I thought was interesting so that people could get involved is they could host an event. So maybe I don't feel comfortable going on stage and saying I'm a mentor, but I want to bring this awesome woman to your members. How do I do that? Yeah. So that's really cool too. We've had a lot of like woman owned businesses, uh, new restaurants, coffee shops, things like that, that are popping up and they're like, we just need some traffic. So we would be willing to host and they give us an event space, which has been really cool because then we also showcase kind of her story and what the business is, as well as the mentor who is going to be um, popping up that night. Okay. So that's, so both of those things, if you want to be a mentor or if you want to host, that can go, you can go to your website and figure that out. Absolutely. And we're always accepting new members. So uh, like I said, you know, we've never met a woman we couldn't learn from. So even when you don't think you have something to share, you definitely do. I do. I do agree with that. I, and I feel like maybe age isn't, is one of the reasons why I've learned that I can learn from everyone. I definitely think that there is a, I have a very competitive spirit. And I think that when you're younger, you do see other women as competitors and it's hard to see them as collaborators or someone that you could learn from. And what I've also learned is that the person that I'm probably most competitive with is probably the person most like me and that I could learn a, a ton from. Do you think that that's for you to be at this point now where you're saying that it comes with some age, with some knowledge that, hey, yeah, things change over time. A hundred percent. Age, but also experience. I, I've learned that, you know, as, so this is one thing when we were talking about Charlotte a little bit earlier, it's very hard to get into the inside network here in Charlotte. And one thing that I noticed is when I changed my title to CEO, all of a sudden I was invited to a whole bunch of different conversations and events and things I didn't have um, when I was a director or something else. And so I think what I'm trying to do with this mission is pull up seats around me. Uh, I now have unlocking some opportunities I didn't even know were available. So my mission now is to pull up seats for the women around me. Yeah. So that's you're doing good. Yeah. Trying to every day. It's, and, and I, and I've, and I do just want to focus one little bit more on just the fact that you're saying that it's hard it's, and it's lonely. I think that people see other people who are successful or who are accomplishing their dreams and mistake that as saying that it's easy, that from the outside, like if you're comparing yourself, but nothing that's worth it is easy, in my opinion. Um, and it seems like that that's what you're going through. A hundred percent. Somebody commented on something I put out there on social media and they said, I wish that everybody knew the thousands of hours it took to get to this place. And I think that's really true. We have to keep in mind, we can't compare our chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. It, oh, it took me I mean, I used to before when this was a side hustle, I would get up every morning at 4 a.m. and work on this from four to six every single morning and then come home and work on it at home. And it's just been, you know, a labor of love and a lot of it's hard work. But I think once you find something that you're super passionate about and that you see the way it's doing good for those around you, it's so worthwhile. Like it's just I hope that's one wish that I wish everyone could find is something that they're just so passionate about that 
it takes their sleep hours and they're good with it. Like yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I, I want to say thank you so much, Stacy, for coming today. Um, do you know someone else like Stacy who's doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. I'm Pamela Escobar. Thanks for listening to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina.